Welcome to the fourth Patreon-only uh, question show with questions from the patrons and answers for everyone on the YouTube channel. I don't like to waste any time on this show, so let's just jump into the first question. Uh, what are some realistic expectations for Jordan Love? I've talked about Jordan Love a lot on Twitter, on the show, in my Patreon Discord. Realistically, he could be anything. Anything. It was this way when he was coming out. Still the same thing is true now. Anything from a high-end quarterback one to out of the league in, in one year. He is a black box. We have no idea how good he's going to be. I think the middle range of outcomes is there for him as well. He could be middling. He could be just okay. It's the whole gamut. So he is a big risk. But he's going to get a chance to start. The Packers are going to pick up the fifth-year option almost certainly for 2024. So he'll get a chance, probably a second chance next year. But, you know, total black box. And, and you got to be aware of that uh, when investing in him in Dynasty. Or reject. Uh, next question. Is there still hope for Rondell Moore? And what does Gannon at head coach mean for Kyler Hollywood McBride moving forward? Yes, there's still hope for Rondell Moore. I assume DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Or, you know, will be gone within the next week. He's not going to be there. Hollywood Brown will be the starter, Rondell Moore. They brought back Greg Dorch. They still have Trey McBride. I think they could bring in another receiver at some point, maybe with one of the picks they bring back for DeAndre Hopkins. Eh, I have some hope for Rondell Moore, but I think when the DeAndre Hopkins trade goes down, that is your sell moment for Rondell Moore. I want him off my team, not a player I'm looking to acquire. And then another question. With the Colts in a rebuild and their offensive line not the same as it was two years ago, do we value JT any less? Or are we still betting on elite talent? JT is elite. He's 24 years old. I still have him in Dynasty as my RB3. I have Brees Hall at one, a Kenneth Walker at two, a Jonathan Taylor at three. Obviously, I don't have rookies included yet. Otherwise, Bijan Robinson would be one by a mile. Uh, so I do value him a little bit less. I'd rather have some of those receivers. I have Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave all ahead of him, Waddle, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, of course, as well. So maybe a little bit less. I'd say it's a fine sell moment for JT. If you can get out. Uh, I saw this was criticized on Twitter. Drake London in 2024 first as a sell was criticized. I, I disagree. I would take it. If that's on offer and some people are saying that that's no good, it's good for me. I'll take it. Uh, so, you know, considering depending on your league, the valuation of JT, I'm fine putting him on the block. He's no longer a consensus high-end elite asset like he was last year. Uh, so I'm absolutely fine selling him. But but not really for the offensive line and the rebuild. More just, it's been three years. The contract is coming up. Now's your moment. Now's your moment to sell JT. It's more for that reason. Thoughts on Waller in New York? Well, the Giants are apparently bringing in every washed-up slot receiver on planet Earth. They just signed Jamison Crowder. Now we have to compliment Sterling Shepard. Paris Campbell is there. Darius Slayton was re-signed. Wandale is still there. So much nonsense. None of these guys are really a challenge to Darren Waller. I do think they're going to bring in a receiver in the draft. They've looked at Zay Flowers. We know a Quinton Johnson or Jordan Addison could fall to their pick at 25 or so overall. But my thoughts on Waller is it's a good chance for him to revitalize his career. You know, he could be as the Giants are not going to bring in DeAndre Hopkins. So he'll be the number one weapon to open 2023. A rookie wide receiver might eventually supplant him, but he'll be the number one weapon to begin the season. He is an opportunity. However, it's dynasty. We're talking someone who's going to turn 31 in September. This is not a player I'm investing in. This is, again, a sell moment. I do agree. It is a little bit of a boost in value, but I think people are going to boost him more 
then I'm going to. I'm fine selling him. If you get any first for Waller in any format, I'll take it. Even an early second, I'm fine taking it. I don't think he's ever going to be worth more. I don't think you want to see it. I think you want to just get out. He's had injury problems. Turns 31 in September. Not a profile we're investing in. So he's a sell for me. But, uh, you know, there's a reason why his value's gone up. Top buy lows and sell highs after free agency. I mean, Darren Waller is high on the list of sell high. I mean, Miles Sanders is probably a sell high. He gained a lot of value by going to Carolina. I probably don't really want to invest in him long term. He's already 25 second contract or he'll be 26 in May. Second contract running back's not really my thing. So Miles Sanders uh, definitely is up there. And Darren Waller, as mentioned before. Uh, Khalil Herbert, if anyone believes that he's really going to be a workhorse starter, he's he's a pass for me. Uh, in terms of buy lows, I mean, what's low? You know, Alexander Madison, I don't mind taking a flyer if the price is right, uh, for sure. Let's see. Um, I mean, there are some other players. I mean, TJ Charkstall hasn't signed yet. We'll have to see about him. Um, those, those are a couple of ones. I Tyquan Thornton has the draft capital. Might be a little overshadowed by Juju. Maybe he's someone to take a really cheap flyer on. You want to look at players with draft capital. Um, but yeah, by lows, those are those are kind of few and far between, um, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I named a couple there. Uh, if people think that DeAndre Swift is the starter, I actually don't mind David Montgomery if he comes cheap. I think he'll give you production and uh, will be still DeAndre Swift carries more name value. I don't hate that name. Oh, and, and he's been a buy low. It's nothing to do with free agency. Pat Fryermuth, 24 years old, great history production for tight end. But people just don't want him. Not sure why. So he's been a buy low the whole time. Not sure that that's really related to free agency, though. Um, but but he's a buy low. And Jahan Dotson, the same. Uh, a buy low, talented, first-round capital, did well as a rookie. Kind of understated right now. Little bit of a buy. Again, not to do with free agency, but he's a buy low right now. I think those are some of my main ones. Um, I have seen, I've seen Kyle Pitts, again, not really related to free agency, but I've seen Kyle Pitts a little undervalued in some spots. That might be one to look at. Um, those are a few good names. Throwback Dynasty, so I believe that's a one QB. Uh, I have Adams, Allen, uh, Diggs, Lazard, and DK Metcalf. Who would you keep and expect in return for trading of those you trade? Well, for me, I would try to get Alan Lazard off the team. I just don't think he's that good. They could sign Odell. I'd like to get rid of Lazard before Odell comes there. Uh, so he can go. Diggs is a hold, or not Diggs. DK is a hold for me. I love his talent. He's still only 25. I want to hang on to him. As for the older guys, Adams, Allen, Diggs. Adams, get like a mid first. I'm good. Moving on. Diggs, I need even more because uh, he's playing with Josh Allen. I, I probably want Diggs is more of a hold for me. Adam's more of a sell. I believe in Diggs a little bit more this year. Allen, at this point, you're probably past that point. Uh, he's probably actually worth riding into the ground. I, th- I do think he's going to give you production uh, with Justin Herbert. And I, I don't know what you're going to get in return for Keenan Allen. So if you already have him, he's probably a buy, a, a hold, or you know, not a sell. But uh, Adams would be the one I would, would look to move. And I think you can get a good return. How good will Bijan Robinson be? Very good. 
Um, do you think I fall in the first round of redraft rankings? Absolutely. I think he'll be a top five redraft running back for me. Uh, absolutely. I think he's going to be excellent. I think he's going to be excellent from day one. Uh, he is the best running back prospect to come out in my lifetime. So I, I have full confidence in him. Any breakout guys you're hearing hype on that you don't believe in? Last year, Sutton, Mooney, Gabe Davis. Um, Khalil Herbert, I don't think is much more than just a bit part player. Uh, so he he would be one. DeAndre Swift is still wildly overvalued. I don't get that one. Um, I think, let's see. Breakout? Uh, I mean, Khalil Herbert is really the one. Isaiah Pacheco, people are delusional that they think he's going to grow into like a crazy asset. I'm not there. I'm not there at all. I think we saw what he was. He's a good grinder, but I don't see the high-end upside with Isaiah Pacheco. He's definitely a sell to me. Um, a Wandale Robinson. Uh, I am very concerned. I get it. You signed Paris Campbell in free agency. Prove it deal. You also signed Sterling Shepard. Also Jamison Crowder. Also bring back Darius Slayton. Also, also, also. Why all of these people? I'm, not, I'm concerned that Wando Robinson's not going to be ready at all. And that is very concerning. And then, of course, uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. He was a total failure. Total failure. Players that are total failure. I don't care what the reception perception says. He didn't produce. And then he was traded away. He was dumped by his original team. Can you name one wide receiver who didn't make it to the end of their rookie contract and then was sent out of town and then suddenly became good on team number two? It's very rare. So I'm going to let the reception perception stands and all respect to Matt Harmon and, and his work. I just don't care that that's the case. He didn't produce. He washed out with its coaching staff. Maybe he'll wash out with another one. I don't buy it. The Browns didn't give up much to get him. I'm good. You can have Elijah Moore in the risk profile. I'll pass. I have no interest in him. It's your outlook on Cam Akers for the next two to three years. Well, I'm not making an outlook on Cam Akers for the next two to three years because this is his walk year. This is, we're going into his walk year, his contract year. Look, I think the Rams are going to roll him as their starter because they have no choice. They don't have a lot of draft capital. They don't have a lot of cap space, but I think Cam Akers is just okay. I don't think we're ever going to get the old Cam Akers back. I think the injuries zap that. Could he be 80% of what he was? Sure. Is that elite? No. Uh, and I'm, I'm just not that into him. Sorry. I'm just not that into you. Uh, sorry, Cam Akers. He's, he's a sell to me if anyone's going to give you anything premium. Would you be looking to move him for one of the older running backs that just signed new contracts, Miles Sanders, Montgomery, et cetera? Would you just hold and see what happens? Um, why have Cam Akers, according to the spreadsheet, in one QB between 202 and 203, and in a super flex, I've got him uh, between 206 and 207. So if you can get that kind of value, go for it. Otherwise, I don't know. What can you pivot to? Uh, of these guys, I mean, I have Miles Sanders and Montgomery rated higher in my rankings. So if that means anything. Montgomery's similar value. Miles Sanders, I have a little bit higher. Let's see. How long should a typical rebuild take? Well, this is, I could write a whole article about this. This could be a whole hour video. But it shouldn't take more than two years. If you are giving up now and you're just quitting, at, if your team is horrible, you should write off 2023 and 2024 at most. It really shouldn't take that long. But if you're preparing now, it should take you two rookie drafts usually. 
So you're rebuilding now, 2023 rookie draft, 2024, you should be competitive by 2024. But usually, if you make the decision in season in 2023, you usually have to write off the rest of 2023, 2024, and then competitive in 2025. But it shouldn't take more than two full years. If it's taking three years, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. And nothing changes for one quarterback versus Superflex. And Superflex, I think it's easier to rebuild because there's more premium assets available in the rookie draft of quarterbacks. It's easier to sell quarterbacks for a profit in season in Superflex. In 1QB, I think it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit more stale. On draft day, how much should we be considering positional and overall team needs, okay, as a, compared to just drafting by how you've got them ranked? Well, I would say we don't want to go overboard. We don't want to draft 10 wide receivers. We don't want to draft 10 running backs. We don't want to draft 10 quarterbacks in Superflex. So we want to be a little reasonable. But generally, we draft for value and we trade for need later. Generally, to a point. Don't go crazy. Look, the Discord is there for a reason. It's there to ask me questions. You know, it's there to ask me questions about those kind of things. The the DM services, the higher tiers, the Patreon, again, it's there to ask me that. The YouTube comments you can ask here. You're there to ask me those more detailed questions. But those more detailed questions are usually Patreon questions. They usually go in the Patreon Discord or for the DM services at the higher tiers. It's usually where they go. Um. So I would say it depends on the situation, but generally draft for value, trade for need as Dynasty Outhouse always teaches us. And, you know, nothing I've seen over the last four years since I first heard him say it has changed my mind. And I thought this was a good question to end on. Uh, Name a player who most represents these Taylor Swift songs. Uh, Not all of which I've heard of. Anti-hero, never heard of that one. Uh, An anti-hero, I mean, a villain who's kind of a little bit of a mix of a villain and a hero. I don't know. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I guess, is a little bit of a hero and villain mix. The man, uh, Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson's the man for me. Love story. Uh, oh, a player I've had a love story with for a long time. Uh, who's a love story player for me? Someone I really have like loved. Uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, that's a player I've really loved. I've, I've pretty much been unwavering on him. And Trevor Lawrence would be another one. Bad blood. Oh, Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is a player I have bad blood with. I, I don't care for him. Never liked him. I Cortland Sutton's another. Never really been a big fan of his. I knew you were trouble. Uh, a player who's gotten me into trouble. Uh, hmm. I mean, part of me wants to say Calvin Ridley. Uh, but Chase Claypool is another one. One that I liked and he burned me. Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, liked and he burned me. It's been through things with those two. Uh, oh, and we are never, ever, ever, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. A uh, player who I was once with and is dead to me, Chase Lapo would be a good nomination for that one. Um, I'm going to say Odell Beckham. I, I used to love Odell Beckham, but I, I think I'm done with Odell Beckham. Allen Robinson maybe is another one. I don't think I'm ever getting back together with those players. Um, and then I want to close it out um, with a review. Uh, I do these. Sometimes the patrons leave comments in the Patreon show questions thread. And the only way to get questions in for this show is to, it's to be a patron and be in the Patreon Discord. I have a thread where you can leave questions. Sometimes people leave reviews or stuff. I like to read them. It's from Ben Ben Q says, so these about my last video. So good, Tyler. I love how you package so much content in these videos and you leave out all the fluff. Appreciative and thank you. I know I get criticism for a lot of the fluff that I do on my big shows. Um, so I do try to have this video short format, quick hitters, actually answer the questions. And I appreciate that review. If you like the video, make sure to leave a comment, uh, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you can be notified about all my future content. 
And then on top of that, uh, it'll be in the like the comments at the bottom or the show description. A link to the Patreon it should also be on the top right. Got to point, find a way to point to it. <laughs> top right, you should have a link that you can click on a card that'll let you uh, sign up for the Patreon. Uh, so you'll be able to click on that there if you want to sign up. And the lowest tier is five dollars a month that gets you the Discord and the ability to contribute to the show. Uh, but once again, I really appreciate everyone for watching. Uh, I appreciate everyone who supported the YouTube channel, the Patreon, and all of my other content, Twitter at Tyler FF Creator, uh, there. And I will see you all next time.